Hey there. Welcome to The Review, the Instagram Live podcast where Kendama news and culture is shared over the warmth of coffee. My name is Adam, but my followers know me as Cafe Kendama on Instagram. In the past five years of playing Kendama, I've met quite a few amazing individuals, and I'm excited to introduce you to some of them. In this show, you'll hear their stories, the behind the scenes of Kendama companies, and what goes on in the minds of some of the world's best Kendama players, because Kendama is more than just a ball in a cup. So, make sure your cup is full, and let's dive into this week's review. Mm. We live. Yo, what up, nerds? We're doing this. Well, Rob, we're, we're actually not doing your show. <laughs> yeah. This is this is called the review, Rob. This is the Instagram Live podcast where Kendama news and culture are shared over the warmth of coffee. And for the first time ever, <laughs> I actually have a guest here with me, and this is kind of a hype for me. Hell we yeah. can actually cheers. Cheers, Rob. I was wondering why I had a coffee and not a beer this time. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, very, very different show. This is the morning show. Mm-hmm. You guys are like brew you after dark. Yeah, yeah, you can call it that. This is a different kind of brew. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yo, welcome here, guys. We are in for a very special episode this morning. We are up real early in the morning because we are going to welcome in our friend MJ, who's tuning in all the way from Japan. This is episode 21 of The Review, where we're featuring the Dominards. This is the first like collab episode that's ever happened on The Review, where we, yeah. we've had another podcast. Now, there's not actually that many podcasts, so... No, there has been some that have come and gone, but like actual active ones, there hasn't been... There isn't a whole lot around these days. Yeah, you know, there's a few that are like starting to come up, though. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of hype. It is sick. Yeah, I like to see everybody's got their own little pieces to share to the puzzle, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's cool to see. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, as we get ready to dive into this week's episode of The Review, I want to know down in the chat, what are you drinking this morning? Rob and I are drinking a real nice Costa Rican coffee made in the AeroPress from Onyx Coffee Roasters. I'm almost through all my Onyx Coffee Labs coffee, so you'll finally stop hearing me talk about Onyx Coffee Labs. But all that said, we are drinking a cup of coffee. I want to know down in the chat what you guys are drinking this morning. In a couple hot minutes here, we're going to get MJ tuning in, and we are going to have a nerdy chat about Dama, and I am super, super excited. <laughs> here we got Sean Dama down in the chat, drinking my fridge water. He's sleeping downstairs on the couch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got Danny Purchase. He's got his caramel oat milk latte from the Coffee Ethic. Okay, right on, right on. Oh, we got Tony Serrato. <laughs> He's about to go and grab a Red Bull. <laughs> All right. Yo, uh, it feels like super early for a Red Bull for me. I yeah, don't, I'm, I don't really mess with Red Bull all that often anyways, so definitely not at 6 a.m. No, I haven't had an energy drink since I was in college, and I remember I took like two years off from drinking one, and then I had two monsters in one night. That oh. was like the worst experience of my Yeah, that's rough. That was, I think the only time I ever drink Red Bull is when I'm at an event and there's like the Red Bull girls walking around handing out free Red Bulls. And then every once in a while I'll snag one and regret it instantly. I'll get like halfway through the can and I can't even play Kendama. I'm like, ugh. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm no Norks. I don't have the Red Bull <laughs> you capabilities. Don't, you don't have the Red, but Red Bull blood flowing through you? Can't handle the Norks juice. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys. Hey, as we get ready to dive into this week's episode of The Review, I, there's a couple things you need to know. First off, one, we got the Dominards on here. Secondly, if you want to interact in this episode, there's two ways to do that really effectively. First off, if you want to just engage and drop comments down in the chat and let us know you're here, go ahead and do that. That's hype. Secondly, though, we have set aside some time in today's episode to answer your questions. Now, you can submit your questions by dropping them in the Q&A tool at the bottom. Now, if you've updated Instagram, it looks different, so it's no longer that little square with the question mark, but it's actually the comment with the question mark. Yo, we got Dominards in the chat. MJ is here. Yeah, how early is it for everybody here? I know we got the nerds, MJ, tuning in from Japan. What time would it be in Japan right now? I think now? it's 10 p.m. for him. Yeah, it's pretty late. Why don't we hop, let him hop in and he can... And he can tell us himself. Yeah. We'll get him on here. <laughs> Send in that request. Boom. 9 a.m. super early. Guess I gotta get Nork's blood. 10 a.m. Yeah, someone's got a bottle that. Yo, MJ. Oh, yeah. 10 p.m. What? 10 p.m. It is. What is up? Hey, oh my up, gosh. Man? MJ, <laughs> welcome to the review. Dude, I've I've been a fan, and so I'm happy to be on. To be welcome. Oh my gosh. 
Well, I'm a huge fan of yours. I know that you and I have met really briefly uh, in, a, in a FaceTime like a month ago. Uh, maybe it was yes. even longer. It feels like it's been a while. And then Rob yeah, yeah. and I have met now yeah, like, twice. Now, yeah. twice. We've mm -hmm. been at a couple events together, but mm -hmm. I don't think you and I ever actually connected at either of those events. Yeah, I mean, we like chatted a little bit, but now we've actually right. had time to like chill and you know, sip some coffee. Sip some coffee. We were up late last mid, night. Mid eyes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Slide next to each other and different beds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, well, guys, we're going to kick off this review. And what I like to always do is start off with asking you guys a couple icebreaker questions. Cool. And, and so I want to know, first off, from the two of you, and I, I already kind of know an answer from Rod here, but are you guys coffee drinkers? Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Yeah, MJ, yes. what, what are you drinking this, this evening for you? This evening? Well, uh, this evening, you know, since it is 10 p.m., I don't want to just get too over caffeinated with a, a cup of coffee right now but you know japan doesn't actually have a lot of interesting delicacies when it comes to jelly uh not jelly that i just gave away the whole spiel uh, <laughs> coffee jelly is a oh. thing here oh. so coffee i got jelly. this i got this nice cup of coffee jelly right here with a nice nice cream look at that nice cream on the top as well as i'm gonna, I'm gonna treat myself to some Dar's chocolate flavored uh, chocolates. Very no, fancy. look at that. It, it, it says specifically that it's from Ethiopia. Okay. Oh. Whoa. Yeah. Mocha, mocha flavored. And just let's just look at the chance to look at this package. Wait, just look at that. <laughs> mm. oh. Like, are you kidding me? That's like, so cool. Is, like, is this like some sort of fancy like women's yeah, syrup that's... or something? Very, That's bougie chocolate. Yeah, it's very Japan. <laughs> <laughs> but it is so Japan with their, oh yeah, oh yeah. So I'm going to be uh, enjoying some yeah, nice Ethiopian mocha chocolate while you guys are drinking yours. I like it. Okay. I like it. We actually almost <laughs> drank an Ethiopian coffee this morning. Now I'm, now I'm, I'm kind of feeling bad that we drink mm -hmm. Costa Rican, not yeah, Ethiopian. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, that's why I said relevant. I was like, that's funny. Cause, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. I want to know. Um, Cheers. Uh, Rod, uh, Rod, what do you drink? typically in the morning are you a coffee guy yeah i like i like coffee it depends honestly like i kind of go back and forth between something like coffee or i i'll get like i really like yerba mate mm. so i'm i kind of hop back and forth from that coffee game to tea game you know right. I'm, I'm everybody's homie i'm not trying to pick sides yeah if you haven't met rod <laughs> rod just makes friends with everybody at the event he is the probably one of the most fun guys to just hang out with <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's like he's like he's the dude in high school that you knew that is like like friends with every clique in your high school. He's like friends with like the heavy metal dudes, like with the, with the <laughs> hip hop dudes, the preps, like all around nerds, like just a good guy. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. he's a side oh, guy. I appreciate those kind words, guys. <laughs> all right, all right. Next question. Next question. We got we got a couple minutes here in our intro. As we let some friends join in here. Okay. Secondly, I want to know. Let's let's start with Rod. Rod, what is your favorite all time trick in Kendama? I mean, that's tough, but I think everyone probably already knows I'm going to say Moon Circle, probably, because mm, it's just, circle. yeah, it's just one that just is a weird thing that, like, kind of came natural to me, and then I just, I love it, I don't know, I just, it's just, it became a thing, because people started telling me I was doing it wrong, which is, I thought, exactly, was yeah, and then, like, once I met pros that told me that, I was like, well, what the hell, what do you mean I'm doing it wrong, I guess now I'm doing it the wrong direction, does that still count, is it still Moon Circle, I guess it's a Moon Circle, and so, yeah. yeah, I'd have to go with that one first. Yeah, I might have to poke at that later. Uh, I want to know whether or not you ever got in trouble for doing it that way at a, at a competition. Oh, I got a story. All right, well, we'll save that story. <laughs> <for> <laughs> All right, what about you, MJ? What's yeah. your favorite all-time Kendama trick? Scrambled. Scrambled airplanes. Scrambled oh. anything. Just scrambled. scrambled. Yeah. Like, my jam that, like, i done forever because it's just, like, so simple. Once I saw the Chromies, um, you know, especially Philip, Phil the Drill always oh, yeah. thrown those scrambles like early days when when he came to japan and i saw that and i was like whoa like that's pretty cool okay and i tried it a few times and like it was it's a bit scary to to go with because you got to really like commit the dama just totally separates from your hand you have no contact for like a bit where you feel like you should like it's supposed to be like a hand wrap or something but you know it it's it's just levitating for a hot second and then it comes back yeah. and it's just like that flow uh and uh, yeah 
that's definitely it. Just <laughs> scrambled. And it's it's one that you don't see too often, I think, nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't see too many scrambles anymore, especially not on triplets or anything like that. But I've always been a big yeah. fan of, like, scramble one turn to looter or something like that. Like, where you just, like, oh, whip yeah. it up and it flips. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They feel it's, real good. It's funny you said scramble, because, like, learning scrambles is literally why I learned to moon circle the way that I do. Because yeah, I yeah. Just, like, was doing those, and I right started throwing it, and then then I started doing it with the can. And if you watch one of my old edits, actually, when I throw it with the can, I the can hooks my finger, and I crank myself in the face. Oh yeah. Throw it, throw a big old f bomb down <laughs> at the camera, and I got I had a black eye for the rest of the edit. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right, uh, last question, and then we're gonna jump into the meat of the things here this morning. Okay, I want to know. Let's start from Rod over here. I, I always like to ask this question, and it's probably the hardest question I'll ask in an in an interview. But who is the most inspirational player in the Kendama community for you? Like currently, or like past of all time, all time. I honestly like. There's a couple of different ways to look at it because, like, there's people who are pushing it in different ways. You know, like, there's. I'm I'm gonna give you a quick top three. How about let's go okay, with that? Yeah, so, quick top three. There's people who like who are pushing like trick wise and like of course like one of the first people that comes to mind is Ben Harold, mm. and like just like a lot of the GT squad in general. Honestly, they're all pushing trick wise and like going really ham with like pushing the boundaries of what tricks are and what like we all think Kendall is capable of. Mm. Um, but then there's someone like, you know, like Weens or like, there's a lot of people too, like Weens is the first one that comes to mind where like product wise and like, you know, making stuff look cool and whatnot, like he's like pushing things that way. But then like my ultimate one for sure, I'm sure a lot of you might've guessed this is would be Tomotsu mm-hmm. because he's pushing just Kendama itself to people and to new players like as much as yeah, possible just at all pushing times. The, the meta of Kendama. Yeah. Just like the Kendama, like getting the Kendama into people's hands you know and i think that's probably i, I would have to say my ultimate would be tomotsu yeah. um, to make long story short tomotsu <laughs> yeah Mr. Logan yeah. himself all right what about you mj that's that's really hard um but you know what i'm gonna go to like my what my heart what my young kendama heart says the, the person that like inspired me in so many facets not just like the play but the, the the film the cinematography matt ballard like Ooh. hands down like that guy oh like goodness. seriously for a few years i played kendama living in japan not knowing that it was a thing outside of japan but it was like already growing and stuff and i'm so like such an old man where like dude i don't have a smartphone and like i'm like yeah i don't like that stuff so <laughs> I don't know why, but like for, for the longest time, I never thought of searching in YouTube Ken Dama. But when I finally did come 2014, up comes Matt Ballard stuff through the, I think it was, it was on, was it on his, it was either on his channel or Ken Dama USA's channel. But that was the first thing I saw of mm-hmm. like new North American, this revival yeah. of Ken Dama. Um, Cause I only knew what was normal here in Japan, which was very bland you know, difficult tricks and, you know, classic tricks, but, you know, pretty bland for the most part. So, yeah, seeing seeing what Ballard did with, again, the, the whole atmosphere of having all your friends there, uh, creating, again, just beautiful visuals, good music, everything was just so on point and that really stood out to me. So he's definitely a top guy. Awesome, awesome. Well, guys, those of you that are just tuning in now in the chat, welcome to Review Episode 21. This is a special episode that we're doing at a real early time because we got our friend MJ all the way from Japan tuning in from the Dominers, and I'm here with Rod over on this side. Uh, we're jumping into a really fun conversation here in a couple minutes on both MJ and Rod's journeys. Oh, yeah, we got the, oh, the Japanese flag. Yeah, so so both Rod and MJ have been in the Kendama community for quite some time, and and like kind of like what you were saying with Tomotsu, I think both you and MJ have been involved in the meta of Kendama, mm-hmm. but just pushing Kendama to other people. And so we're going to talk a little bit about your guys' stories in a couple minutes, and then we're going to dive in on Dominance, because, you know, we have this beautiful privilege to, to, to podcast about a podcast, and I think yeah. that that's the meta in itself. So I'm yeah, so excited. Exactly. 
Um, before we do, I just want to remind those of you down in the chat, uh, if you have questions for either MJ or Rod or even myself, pop those down in the Q&A tool at the bottom. That's that little button with the question mark, and we have dedicated some time in this morning's episode. Yeah, right down there, right below MJ's finger. Maybe like right here, yeah. Like a little bit over, but, but we're real close. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right there, right there, right there. Um, yeah, so we're going to answer some of those questions a little bit into the episode, but let's dive into this week's review. You guys ready? Yeah. Yo, yeah. Yeah. Right on. Yo, episode okay. review 2-1. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> All right, here's what I want to know first off, um, and maybe we'll start from MJ's side of the story. I want to know briefly, how did you and Rod actually meet, and where did your paths cross? Oh, man, <laughs> they've crossed a few times, but the first time it crossed was 2014, Kendama World mm -hmm. Cup, very first one, uh, official Kendama World Cup. Me and the, the Sioux Lab team, the SYNC team at that time, we decided to drive down from Kaogoi, which was 18-hour drive, maybe 14. Isn't that long of a drive? Yeah, yeah. It took I a while. It's Kaichi, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Man, I just always assume that Japan is like really small and tight together, in, especially in comparison to like Canada, where mm -hmm. everything is like so, so far apart. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like three hours to get to. Yeah, it, I mean, right, it right. is, but at the same time, there's, there's like long parts of it yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. and yeah. like windy roads through all the mountains and crazy terrain they have yeah. and stuff that doesn't exactly fast whereas canada right, is just right. flat there's nothing useful right just watch <laughs> the beavers and the moose so it was nice right. so we drove we drove down um middle of the night the, the event was saturday we, we drove down saturday night after we all finished work and throughout the night drove taking turns and we get there like early in the morning to the venue and we're super tired, but you know, we go get some coffee and stuff and we were, you know, get to the event and here comes a big truck, like, like a, like it was like guns and roses, like pulling up to the venue <laughs> and out come a bunch of, uh, you know, a bunch of, of hoodlums, Kendama hoodlums jumping out. And that was the first time that I actually, I met, everyone it was just such a huge gang of people um and rod was there so i i knew of rod a little bit before you know from his edits and stuff um specifically the when he's going around the world rod dama versus the world amazing you guys gotta oh. check that it's like there's volumes upon volumes of that everyone go look at that um that was actually filmed in 2013 the year before actually yeah oh, you're right yeah. there you go mm -hmm. so That's so awful. then we met there uh, you know, kind of like you guys, you know, we gave eyes and we give you, oh, what's up? Do you long hair? Long hair. <laughs> oh, actually, no, I you didn't have long hair. hair I time. got long hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was short at that time. But, but yeah, you know, we talked a bit and then, you know, we heard that they were coming up to the Tokyo area in, in the Kanto area. So Sue's like, yo, tell them to, to, to come up to, to my place. So I, I became like the translator for Sue, because, you know, he had the shop, he wanted everyone as much as possible to stop by the shop. So he, I was the translator. So I was talking with everyone. So I got to know a lot of people through that. Um, so yeah, so, so him and Rick and Keith Matsumura yeah. came to Tokyo and they came by the Sue lab. And at that time we had a, an event where we dropped the first ever sink kendamas that were handmade by this old dude in northern japan who uh who creates kokeshi dolls i don't have any right here um and and rod came to that event and that's when we got to know each other more i beat him in a crazy epic game of ken which i have think posted on the nerds <laughs> with, yeah. with ridiculous tricks and uh the handbag handbag yeah and what is the handbag it's like i i don't even remember how you got to get into it but you do some it's a, you throw it forward. It comes up like this, and you have to go handbag. Rapid, and you rapid, out yeah. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got to say handbag. Oh wait, actually, is there a clip of this somewhere? Yeah, I feel like I've seen you this. You posted on the nerds. Yeah, yes, it's on the nerds. Oh, yeah, man, I yeah. can see that. <laughs> yes. Oh, crazy. Yes. So that's what it's from. Um, so then we got you know hanging out. We went to like dinner that night, and we got to to know each other more. And you know, mm -hmm. learned he was in like metal bands. He likes heavy metal and stuff. I was like, oh sweet! Like I thought you were just like into like 
you know, Rasta or something, but <laughs> like sweet metal dude. And, uh, you know, we kicked it off and then he went back and then, you know, years coming and going to Japan, uh, meeting him at different events and stuff. And then finally him moving. And then I popped the question and he's like, yeah, let's do this <laughs> podcast thing. And we live happily ever after. Yeah, Yeah. you did a podcast with me. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. long distance relationship, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, you guys know what they say, but distance makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. Oh man. (laughs) Okay, so Rod, I want to know a little bit from from your side. You have not been living in Japan at that point. When did you start living in Japan? Because for those of you that don't know, Rod, you you live in Japan typically half of every year, right? No, no, not even that much. Actually, I've just been there. uh, I think fifteen times I've traveled to Japan now. Um, It was usually between like two weeks and a month would be like how long I would spend there. But the last time I went was actually the second last time because I've been there since. But I lived there for a year from 2018 to 2019. And uh, yeah, I basically was just looking at stuff and not knowing what the hell I want to do with my life. And like usual, you know, like we all do. (laughs) And Motsu had um, basically offered to me. We were in New York at the toy fair and Shimotsu came to hang out and we were walking around and he was like, well, if, if you want, like, you can come live at the Dama house in Matsumoto and like work for Gloken basically. And I was like, what? Like, are, are, are you serious right now? Like, hell yeah. Like, where, when can I come? <laughs> like, let's do yeah. it. Kind of thing. So I took full advantage of that and hopped on the train. I guess the plane got there and yeah. Plane, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. So what year was that? That was back 2018. in 2018. So yeah. you've been doing that for a few years now. Yeah. So yeah, I was, and I was there for a year. I, I went in September and came back in, I was like, I left in early August and then came back in early September or late September. Sorry. So yeah, just, it was just under a year that I was there. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So what is your exact role with Glowken? What do you do? Um, I was doing events mostly. So like me and Tomotsu did, uh, they called it the Kendama Caravan Tour. And we went all around, literally all of Japan, from like all the way from Hokkaido to Okinawa and pretty much everywhere in between. And we just did events spreading the Kendama Kente because this was, he also released right. Kendama Kente at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we would go to events and we had our little spiel set up where he would talk about it, introduce me, I'd do a little performance, we'd show them what Kente is about. And then I would do like a Kente test live so people could see it kind of thing and then just hang out with everyone and just do the regular. Kendama event thing that we always do yeah. and yeah it was awesome and that was basically what it was like every once in a while when they needed help at the office I'd go help like ship packages or whatever but they're pretty pretty tight ship over there so they didn't need me too too often I was usually at the Dama house sitting there playing Overwatch or, <laughs> or a session yeah. in the backyard or biking around running away from those giant bees and stuff yeah, yeah. Never been afraid of a bug before until one of those things the size of this coffee cup flew like in my thumb, yeah. chest, and I was just mm. like, "I'm going home." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're we're gonna chat lots about the podcast in a little bit, but I want to know because I've never actually traveled outside of North America. I've never been to Japan, and mm-hmm. I want to know from two guys that actually live in Japan, not just like tourists in Japan. Mm-hmm. What is the best thing about Japan, and why should anyone want to go there? Mm. Do you want to answer first, MJ? I was just gonna say you're in yeah. Japan, so we'll give you the we'll give you the first first take at that. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard because it's like I've been here for such a long time that you there's a lot of things that stick out that kind of bug you. You know, like it's sure. a rose. There's there's some thorns on that beautiful flower. You can't just oh, go yeah. and grab it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so there, I, I always there's little there's a lot of micro aggravations that happen to I think any westerner that lives here for a long time mm-hmm. but but it's still but it's still great that's why i'm still here um but man dude the best thing is just like how i feel like it's weird to say i was okay so i was gonna say like how open people are but at the same time there's a lot of like if they're not it's not like closed off mindset but it's just like they don't know there's a lot of stuff that is, you know, in Japan, everyone's Japanese. The culture is all the same. Everyone knows the culture. Everyone knows all like the kids shows that you grew up with and stuff. Mm-hmm. But in North America, we're a huge melting pot. 
everyone's mixed and it's it's we, we grew up learning to respect that and learn about that you learn about that in school and stuff um who knows if those textbooks were true but that's for another episode then <laughs> well so so there's there's a lot of open-mindedness in japan i think that's what's really cool about it once you get to know uh the language and you can speak to the people that's when it really opens up that's what i i that was the next level, you know, just going there, enjoying it, you know, Gaijin smash going around, just being kind of a jerk. It's fun for a bit, but when you're here living here, those guys who are jerks make you look bad. So I'm like, oh, can we stop that? Yeah, I don't yeah. just yeah, like yeah. on the train. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. yeah, you guys, so for those of you that tune, tune in who don't know what the Gaijin smash is, do you want to give us like a quick 30 second uh, definition of the Gaijin smash? And yeah, okay. Okay, As you cool. us that have never been. Yes, yes. So Gaijin is gringo, you know? If anyone speaks Spanish, it's foreigner. Uh, I guess maybe it's not a white person. It's foreigner. And <laughs> so we're all, we're all Gaijin. So in the Gaijin smash, it's like, because you are a Gaijin, you can get away with stuff. And it's even like, it's, it's even a bigger thing because in Japan, people are maybe like forgiving or they're just like so surprised that you did something that was like bad and like out of out of like the ordinary you're breaking rules they're just like oh my god i can't believe you did that and they're like yeah what are you gonna do about it and it's like yeah people <laughs> probably won't do anything about it for the most part and then once yeah. once these 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 gaijin catch on to that then they're like i can do whatever i want uh yeah. and then it can escalate pretty quickly yeah and that's where the so smash like, comes in that's where the smash comes in yeah yeah so it's good to get <laughs> smashed so it's it's not a good thing but yeah it's that's the gaijin smash Okay, yeah. crazy. Okay, Rod, from your side, and, and we got like a couple minutes, and then let's answer some Q&As in a moment here, but I want to know from you, Rod, uh, why why should I go to Japan? Like, what is Japan to you? That's mm -hmm. mm -hmm. such a big question, man. Like, I could go on forever yeah. about it, yeah. honestly, but the biggest thing that I think of when I think about Japan and, like, what makes me want to keep going back is that there's just so much history and culture and stuff to learn, whereas, like, you know, like being from Canada, like Canada's, uh, like our country is 150 years old, you know, and that's, that's not, that's like a drop in the pond for Japan. Japan has like, I think something like six or 8,000 years of like documented yeah. history, you know, yeah. and like, there's probably, there's probably like an old dude who just died who was like 150 years old. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They got people like, who are like, <laughs> oh, Canada, I remember when they came out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like. That to me alone is just, it speaks volumes about like, there's, there's just a lot of knowledge and like wisdom within that, you know? And like, yeah. I feel like we as like a young country have a lot to learn from that. But then on the flip side of the coin, it's kind of like, I, I found it interesting, MJ, you were saying that you like that people are open-minded because mm -hmm. like, I, I agree with you. People are open-minded and like love new things and they're always like super excited whatnot but there's also that side of japanese people like you said they're all japanese and they're in the culture where it's like for them it's like japan is like this rigid thing and they don't yeah. like to think outside the japan box and it's yeah. hard to get them to like be outside of that and think outside yeah. of that sometimes dude and great example is very frustrating and it's yeah. like very like hard to like you know connect with people on that level because especially because like we're used to like you saying you know all this multicultural stuff and like being open to all these things and like, oh, that's how that is. That's cool. Whereas like you tell something like that to like a Japanese person, sometimes they're just like, oh yeah, not, not in Japan. No, we don't do that. You know, or they just are just completely oblivious to it because they just don't learn about it. And like, cause they learn about Japan. They don't learn about the other stuff as much, I guess. But right. yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Like you said, man, the thorns on the roads, it is a beautiful flower, but you just gotta watch out for those thorns every once in a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, you heard it first from the two uh, guys who've been living in Japan for who knows how long, way longer than, than I've ever been, because I've never been, <laughs> on why you should go to Japan. And honestly, like, I've been, I've been trying to find a way to go in the next couple of years. My hope is to go to either Catch and Flow or World Cup next year. Oh, yeah. If that's happening in person, really hope so. Yeah, we all hope so. Oh, yeah. All right, let's, let's hit up a couple questions here from the viewers, and yeah. let's get some of their input on what's going on here. All right, we got a question from just Chris now. This uh, Canadian, uh, he is on the Sweets Kanamas Canada team. Uh, he wants to know, how long have you been in Japan, MJ? Yeah, I've been in Japan, what was it, 11 years? I came in the end of 2007. 
Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's a long time. That's and a long time. 2007. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and where are you from originally? Like, where, where did you move to Japan from? I'm from Connecticut. Connecticut. US, USA. Connecticut. Right. Now. Have you ever been to Canada? Yes, I have. I've been to Banff. I always remember Banff because of the beautiful, like, there's like that lake or like that lake and then the mountains. I was just like, this is yeah. amazing. Yeah, Banff. And then I think I was in Calgary. I believe. Yeah, Calgary, Calgary's it. the spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a, we got a bump in Kendama community here now. You know, we just had yeah. the event this weekend. We're really yeah. trying to push that. That brew battle. Yeah, but I, yeah. I, I wish I had my shirt on. I, well, I spilled coffee on my shirt yesterday. <laughs> but uh, but actually, but I, I, I came to Japan the first time when I was uh, 16. And after that, pretty much every year for summer break, my, uh, I had a friend who lived in the States, a Japanese friend, and he would come to Japan every summer with his family. And they would always invite friends to like come and experience Japan. So from since I was like 16, I've come to Japan like every year. And I was just like, oh, man, I got to live here someday. And then I finally did 20 from 20, 2007. Yeah. Right on. OK, let's uh, let's toss this one to Rod. Rod, where should I visit? This is Brett Walters asking, <clears throat> where should I visit to see the best of rural Japan? That's interesting. I mean, there's so much. Honestly, what I would say <laughs> is there's a train pass you can buy as a foreigner. It's called the JR pass that you can't buy inside of Japan. So look into it before you go. Buy one changing of those. it right now. Yeah. <laughs> Are they really? Oh, dang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, this might be uh, not so good information for later. But anyway, <laughs> get on a train and just go, like, whether you want to go up north to Hokkaido or go north or south to, like, towards Okinawa, go out to, like, Shikoku Island, or go for the middle part, hit up Matsumoto, where the Glokan office is. It's pretty rural out there. Um, there's so much of it, man. Like, I, like... I don't know. I personally like Matsumoto has like a really per, like special spot in my heart, and not only because of I mean I guess it is because of Glowkin because Tomotsu ultimately took me there my first time in Japan, and I just fell in love with it. They have like a four or five hundred year old castle that's just been untouched and nothing but upkept. It never got destroyed by war or anything like that. So there's a lot of cool stuff there. Yeah, yeah. Long story short, I'd have to say Matsumoto for me personally. Yeah. I just want to add that. Rural Japan is like almost all of Japan. The cities yeah. are big, but they're really compact. 100%. So it's not too difficult to get to rural. Mm -hmm. That's cool. That's really cool. Okay. Uh, last question, and then we'll jump into the Dominators conversation because I want to pick your guys' brains on podcasts. Now that I've been doing it for a couple of weeks, I feel like I got a lot of questions on podcasting mm -hmm. uh, from you guys. All right. Haley Bischoff asked, and she's been to Japan herself as well. She asked, oh, what is oh, your yeah. favorite okay. vending machine coffee? Ooh. Yes, that's Bish knows, Bish. So yeah, everyone, there's vending machine coffee. It was actually invented in Japan. Uh, I think it was like in the 50s. They were trying to figure out a way to preserve coffee for a long time. And they're like, let's put it in cans. Because I was like, when everyone was putting stuff in cans. And uh, I forgot what company, but yeah, Japan is when canned coffee first became a real thing. Um, that's a tough one. I haven't had canned coffee in a long time because I've heard there's a lot of bad stuff in it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Dude, but I was like, if I have, yeah. I was thinking yeah, I, my answer would be the, the ones that like, there's a little video camera and it shows you the thing like making the coffee in, in the machine and then all of a sudden it pops out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, that's still technically like, vending machine coffee. Well, that's true. It just says, what's your favorite vending machine coffee? Oh, okay. Well, most commonly is, yeah, the cans. And I would probably go with the Boss. B-O-S-S, -S yeah. Boss Coffee. The Boss. Awesome. All right, let's jump into a conversation here on Dominards. Uh, we only got 26 minutes left. I could talk forever. This, oh, man, yeah. you guys have so much depth and history <laughs> that honestly, this could go on for hours and hours. And you guys have been doing this for hours and hours true. on the podcast. So I want to know, and so does Chan the Man 52. We want to know what made you guys start up the Dominards podcast? Ooh. Well, I mean, for me, I was just living in Japan and I got a message from this guy, from MJ, just being like, yo. I was thinking, I want to do like this podcast thing. He's like, you want to jump in here and do it with me or what? And I was just like, dude, that's sick. That's a great idea. Yeah, let's try it out. See where this goes. And then, yeah. But, so I think MJ would have more uh, 
more insight into that than I do. I, I just yeah. kind of hopped on the MJ train for this one, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, MJ, why don't, you, why don't you tell us a little bit about how it all got started and talk to me about your first guest and, and how you approach that conversation. Yeah, okay, so Dominers, uh, that was an idea I had, well, not the name, the name actually took a while, but a, a, a Ken Dominer podcast was a, uh, a, an idea that I had for a long time um, I've had the Ken Damabu now Kendertainment YouTube channel, which I was always creating content very similar to Braille skateboarding. If you guys know them, I've followed yeah. them for such a long time. I'm a skateboarder at heart when I grew up. Um, so I loved what they did on how just bringing like friends back into it. You know, I was here in Japan. I had a few skater friends, but you know, work and family kind of, you know, slows that down. They can't just go out anymore. Um, so I wanted to do that with Kendama. I was like, that's cool. Let's make weird Kendamas. And there's so many like crappy $1 type Kendamas and, and a lot of things you could find at the tourist shops that are just wacky Kendamas. So I'm like, well, yeah, let's, let's do something fun. And I always had fun with playing with friends because that's where it, what it's all about. Like just yeah. jamming with your friends, like straight up. So it started from that. I wanted to create some sort of entertainment that wasn't just tricks wasn't just edits because i wasn't i'm not that good of a kendama player but like i wanted to contribute something um and being in japan i thought like maybe i have something a little special that i could i could do so i got the camera and i, I started working on on videos and stuff and for the longest time i was like i want to do a podcast but hey guess what everyone around me is japanese i had a few um friends mostly canadians um i like you guys um, that were that worked with me, and I got them into Kendama, so they were jamming too. Shout out Peter and Adam. I was just and then, say shout out Peter and Adam. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and they they still enjoy Kendama, but they are not so passionate as as I was. So I didn't have anyone to really talk with, and I was like, I, I can't do it solo because I need some sort of you know back and forth. I didn't think about guests at all. I was just like, I just want to shoot the crap with a lot of, with a buddy, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> I want to kick the poop around with a buddy. And I didn't have anyone. I was like, dude, it's it's going to be weird if I try to talk to someone overseas because of the time difference. It's going to be too much work. And then Rod comes to Japan. And I was like, wow, like, this could be a good opportunity for me to start this podcast. And that was like, two years after I had the idea of, you know, creating a podcast about mm -hmm. Kendama, as well as, you know, I listened to, of course, Click Clack, shout out Haley, and, um, and Kendama Talk, was it? By Dama Smith? Talks, yeah, the Smith Dama one, Talk, yeah. Dama Talk. Yeah, oh man, I forgot yeah. about those. Yeah, yeah, I think Haley's also in the chat, so shout out Haley Bishop on yeah. Click Clack. Yes. Click Clack yes. Radio. And Molly, yeah, yeah, Haley and Molly yeah, did yeah. that. Um, so that's how it started. I always wanted to do a podcast and so Rod he, was there at the right time. And he said, yes. And I was like, sweet. Yeah. As well so as he wasn't, he wasn't crazy busy too. So he's like, yeah, <laughs> I think he was like, right. Rod, you're excited. Yeah. Like, oh, that was like, like I said, like when I wasn't on video games. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I'm just chilling here doing nothing. So yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so you guys did your first episode of just you, you and you, the, the two of you. What was that yeah. like? What did you guys talk about on your very first episode, if you remember it? That's a good question. It's been a lot of episodes since then. I haven't, I got to start yeah. going back and re-listening so I remember what we've talked about and we're not repeating ourselves <laughs> too much. Oh, the first episode, man, what did we talk about? Did we, I think we came up with like the year of Sander thing somewhere around the first couple episodes. It was the first couple, but it wasn't right away. I think it was like, it was cold. We started in like November, or December. So I think we were talking about like getting ready for catch and flow a bit. Yes. Um, yes, I, do, I really don't remember. Yeah, we have a few like bullet point notes that we collect mm -hmm. and that we just shoot at each other during our recordings, um, especially when it's mm -hmm. just the two of us. But it wasn't short. It wasn't too long till we had our first guest. I think it was episode three or four when uh, it was we decided yeah. with Sweet. Yeah. To have Matt Sweet. Matt Sweet. Oregon. Yes. Yeah. Okay. No way. Okay. Yeah. Tell Tell me a little bit about that. Your very first episode with a guest with Matt Sweet. What was that like? How did you set that all up? 
I mean, I think I just reached out to Matt and was like, yo, like, I don't know if you saw, we're doing this podcast thing. Like, we were talking about trying to get guests on. Like, how do you feel about being the first guest? And he was, of course, down because Sweets is the homie and he's always down yeah. when he can. And, uh, yeah, and so me and MJ kind of had, like, our little little side powwow. We're like, what are we going to talk about? What do we want to do? And so we're talking about, like, of course, you know, the origin story. Kind of like what you're doing with us right now. Yeah. Get down yeah, to the yeah. origin story, like what makes you made you get into it? Why do you love Kinama? This and that, and and yeah, and just kind of let it flow naturally, and then yeah, I mean, if you listen to it, you see where it went. But if yeah, you yeah. have it, go check it out. Yeah, go check it out on Dominators. I've been trying to catch up yeah. on all the episodes now. I'm I'm always like the backwards approach. I start with the new ones and work my way back to the old ones, so yeah. that way I can like. I don't know. It feels like I'm I'm like doing archaeology on the podcast yeah. and just like slowly yeah. unveiling deeper and deeper Digging stories. Deeper and deeper right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've always done that. Like I I always have a hard time starting at the beginning of podcasts because you know like every podcast starts out like bad audio. You know, people not figuring out what to say or how to say it. So I'm like, I'm yeah. just gonna skip over the awkward phase and get to the <laughs> awkward phase later. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so you guys have had now like what? 20 guests or, or thereabout. You've, how many episodes have you done now? I mean, we've recorded 42 episodes. Well, okay, well. Three? Maybe 43. We're, we're published right now, we got 41. Oh, you're right. It is, I thought I thought Reed was 40. It is 41, you're right. Okay, wow. So then 41 so, episodes. No, he is 40. He is 40. I'm, okay. Let us in the chat how wrong we are. Yeah, it's 40. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Okay, so you guys have done 40, 42, somewhere in that range of episodes and interviews. Now, you've had, what, 30-some guests out of that then? If I'd you're say first yeah, five episodes, which is you two. Yeah, yeah. Give or take. All right. I want to know from each of you then, what was your very, like, your very most favorite episode for you that you had done? Mm. Individually. Maybe let's start here on Rob. Okay. Um, I want to, like, honestly, like... I think so far of the ones that are released, I think Reed is maybe my favorite one just because we went so deep into like just the passion behind like Reed sticking with Kendama. And that, that dude is so passionate and he just truly loves Kendama in such a like raw, like pure form. And it's like just a beautiful thing to like hear about, you know, and just like get that feeling from him. So that being said, my, maybe one of my other favorite ones would be Nobu because he's the only Japanese guest we've had so far. And yeah. it's just kind of cool to like, we did that when we recorded it outside in the park. We just all sat down in Tokyo and like- Day after Cash I, and Flow. Exactly. And it was, that was just like a really good day that sticks out in my mind. And, I, and it was really cool to kind of pick Nobu's brain about like Catch and Flow and stuff like that. Yeah. And I, yeah, that's something I think we need to work on more is get a couple more Japanese homies in on here. And yeah. People yeah. know about the Japan scene some more. It's, Hard as that language barrier kind of gets, but I think I feel like we'll figure it out. Have you ever thought about doing a full episode in Japanese just for the Japanese homies? Yeah, we've talked about it. A yeah, little bit. yeah. But, just oh, for the, the the whole translation part would be different. I mean, because like for the Japanese homies, like a lot of them don't know about what we're doing. Like they're like, yeah. oh yeah, that that thing, well, something, yeah, dama. Yeah, or, yeah. I saw the, I saw them post about it. The, the, the <laughs> red face. Yeah. Yeah, the red yeah. face. Yeah, it's yeah. like an art account, right? Yeah, they just do red faces of everyone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. MJ, on your side, uh, what is one of your favorite podcasts that you've done on the Dominators? Oh my gosh, dude. Yeah, favorite. They're all my babies, our babies. You know, it's a team effort. <laughs> They're. Is Ron is a red face so babies. I'm. I'm. I. I'm gonna have to go back. Like they're again, they were also good. Like I really, really enjoyed learning about sweets and mm -hmm. the birth of sweets kendama. That was really, really cool because especially like when you look at it now, about like they're like the biggest kendama company out there right now, so and doing so much. So to hear the the, the steps that it took, those hard steps at the very beginning, that was really, really cool to listen to. Um, but again, Ballard. I'm just a fan of Ballard. That was, that was our longest episode. talk. Two, I thought the Ben Harold was over the two hours. This over this exceeded Ben Harold. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And again, because I was such a fan of his stuff at the very beginning, 
getting to hear more about it, like I was like the, the listener, the fan listening to the podcast as we were doing the podcast. So I was just like smiles from ear to ear that whole time. And just going back yeah. to it, listening to it, like, and then we talked about Japanese idols and like, I'm down with idols. And then to hear his take on it was just hilarious. I was like laughing so much. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, oh man, so I was good. thinking of all the other ones. I'm like, oh, the, like the Keith episode, like that was epic. It was so Dude, epic. Keith. Oh, I think uh, Keith, Keith was, Keith was so epic, I think, because of all the damas he had, just like, that he just was taking out of his, of his, like, box he had in his house. Uh, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that, that was a fun episode, and for me, like, I, I think I was telling Ron, like, Keith Petzimer is one of my most favorite Kanawa players, and, and he has been, like, kind of in the shadows for the past couple of years, and it's like, he resurged on the dominards, and it was like, this is the content I've been dying to have <laughs> on Keith Metzimer for forever. As much as I want to see him play Kendama, I just want to hear more of his story. I want to hear more of what he's doing. I want to get into the head of Keith Metzimer. And that was an incredible episode. I love that one. Yeah. That probably my, I think that would be my favorite Dominators episode. Oh, dang. I was going to ask you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't listened to them all, admittedly. Um, I'm, like I said, I'm working through them, but that one would be one of my favorites. And then I really like the Ben Harold one because, I mean, Ben Harold has a mind, right? Oh, yeah. The way that he just, like, approaches yeah. how he does Kendama is incredible. And the way that you guys just picked apart that and analyzed that was a lot of fun, especially picking away at his, like, uh, how he does his uh, 20 tri 28 tricks later different every year. Like, he always has something that he's doing for his 28 tricks. Yeah, like a theme for it. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. did he do the one? Yeah, he did a one-legged 28 tricks later, I think. I think he might have, yeah, yeah. Flamingo, yeah. Or yeah. it might have been just like a stint, like a week of, yeah, Flamingo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not too much okay. shrimp or something. Yeah. All right, so we, we talked a little bit about these red faces, and on audio side, I'm like, okay, people are going to think that this is a little weird. Why are we just bringing up red faces all the time? Um, so those of you that are tuning in, if you didn't know this, the Dominards are pretty famous for always doing a red face or a drawing of their guests that they have on for that week. And you can go check them all out on the Dominators account. They are amazing. And then you sometimes animate them with the audio and they like do little head spins uh, where they just like rotate in a circle. Yeah. Now, MJ, you're the one who draws those. I want to know at what point did that start? And was that something from the very beginning and, and why? That started yet yeah, from the beginning because, uh, oh man, why? I like art. I like drawing. So I was like wanting to do something with that. So of course I drew the logo and I was like, all right, quick, like, cool. Uh, I'm going to put this and we're, we're going to put it on YouTube and stuff. So I didn't want the YouTube, uh, since it was just audio, I didn't want it to just be like a white screen the whole time. Right. So I had some, some floaters like floating by and I had, you know, me and Rod, I, I drew our heads for the first, and that was fun and you know it's really simple like just, if you get if, if you have like art is so it's easy nowadays guys like you get an ipad you get that apple pen <laughs> like yeah it's a few hundred but you do that and now you can like trace pictures so it's like everything's spot on um so i just continued doing that so i had us me and rod first and then after the guests started i was like how i think it's kind of boring just to have a uh, uh, just the name of them. Like I want to do a little something extra. So I added a face and I asked dudes, yo, whoever's a guest, give me, give me a picture of yours. Give me a mugshot. And that's going to be kind of like the cover of the album. I love music. I love collecting CDs and albums. And I love like the product of it. So I wanted each episode to kind of have like a cover. And that's just those like, oh, just their faces draw it out yeah yeah that's awesome that's awesome okay uh we got about man time flies so quick when when you're doing a podcast that it does <laughs> it's actually crazy i don't know if you guys feel that the same way that i feel that but like on the review we have a, a one hour time limit because instagram live only gives us 60 minutes and then it'll literally yeah. boot us off and then the episode's over which adds this like pressure to the conversation <laughs> for yeah, me yeah, where yeah. it's like all right we gotta get through content we gotta go uh, yeah but, that's good but it, yeah, I want to know from the two of you, and I get this question asked a lot in my DMs, um, two different questions I want to ask to kind of wrap up this conversation. One, uh, who is a guest that you would love to have on the show? Like someone that you are, you really want to have, or maybe someone that you might have lined up in the future that you're really excited for? 
Colin Rodriguez. Sander. Yes. Sander. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Still coming for you, Colin, if you're watching. <laughs> don't, don't you think I'm gone, buddy? I'm going to slide in yeah, your right? DMs. <laughs> yeah, so call, Colin Sander. Why Colin Sander? I mean, I, th I think it's kind of, it's like, it's, it's Colin Sander. Like, he's the one who basically sparked this whole, like, revolution, if you will, of, like, North American-style kendama, you know? They're, like, street-style kendama and, like, like, the editing and all that stuff, and it's just, yeah, I mean, like, you can't, can't have a complete, like, nerd collection without like, talking to Colin Sander. Yeah. You know? Like, I mean, we're in the 13th year of Sander. I mean, his name's English, <laughs> but, like, you gotta, you gotta have yeah. some words from the man himself at some yeah. point, whenever he comes yeah. down from the mountain. Have you guys tried right, yeah. Oh, dude, I, it's Colin, oh. man. I've, I've been talking to him for months. <laughs> so... <laughs> so what you're telling me is we got to create a campaign to get Colin on yeah, the calendar. Yeah, let's get a GoFundMe going. We'll, we'll figure something out. <laughs> nice. Okay, um, we're, we'll, we'll jump into a couple of questions in the Q&A here uh, in a moment. But I want to know from you guys, lastly, what is the, the, like, the taboo of, of Kindama podcasts? Like, what is, what is an assumption that people have about the podcast that, that you think is kind of weird? I don't know. People, uh, there's about dominance or podcast. Sure, or like podcasting. What is something that like I don't know? Maybe maybe on the podcasting side of things, maybe answer a question regarding like what is, what is something about podcasting that people should know and and so give us a behind the scenes look into dominance and what goes into it. Um. Okay, so me and Rod have had. <laughs> so many incidences where you know we might be dominers but we're not tech nerds so there was a, a <laughs> plenty of times where we would lose a huge chunk of data or um oh, there was one specific time where uh, the, the usb audio interface that i was using to go through my mic so i could record to my computer it's actually for music it's like from like my guitars and stuff and i didn't notice that I had the distortion knob on like just a little bit. So the whole time, and I didn't know because I didn't double check the whole time I sounded like Voltron or like Zordon or something <laughs> the whole time. And I didn't know until like the next day because we finished up late that night and I was like, oh, let's check out what we got. And it was just such a scary thing. So my tip is to uh, check your equipment, double check, mm -hmm. and then also listen to it like do a quick recording be like okay how did that sound okay that's good let's roll with it yeah and, and save that right away yeah oh my we, also, I, we also had another incident too i think it was like the first few episodes it was like, like the second or third yeah, second yeah. episode or like maybe four at the latest but i like i had my girlfriend at the time was at the dama house in in um Matsumoto, and she like plugged in a hair dryer it's an old house so she like had a shower while we were recording and she like plugged in her hair dryer in like a spot where like I guess hair dryers aren't usually plugged in. And it was right as we were finishing the episode, like all, already signed off. Like just all I had to do was push stop and save it. And I didn't get to do that. So like she blew the breaker, my whole computer turned off and I was just like, oh no. And like luckily I was using Audacity at the time to record and luckily Audacity like backed it up but it was backed up in tiny pieces. So I literally had to go through 1,500 files. Wow. And, like, arrange them in order and, like, pick out which ones were good. Because there was weird, like, noisy ones. It, it took me, like, four or five hours to fix my audio and get it yeah. all. But I ended up getting it, and we got the episode out, and it was all good. Yeah. And that's why she's the ex-girlfriend now. <laughs> <laughs> the best no, part about that? Was, <laughs> yeah. No, you know the best part <laughs> was like Rod was like the, the nice. power just goes out and like on on my screen you know he he just goes black and he's like like whoa he's like power went out and I was like oh man he's like but I don't think like I was like and I asked right away I was like oh is it space heater like you have too many space heaters on oh it's gonna drop and uh, he's like no it's a it's a gas working one oil burner I was like oh, okay what and I was like someone turn on the hair dryer yeah <laughs> and then sure his girlfriend came out she's like what happened <laughs> she's like i'm just <laughs> blow drying my hair and the power went out and i was like oh god <laughs> all right 
Well, guys, we got five minutes left here uh, before Instagram boots us off here. Um, we have a couple oh. questions in there, but mostly pertaining to Rod's hair. Um, <laughs> and and I, I'm uh, sure that there or lack yeah. or lack thereof. Yeah. And and we we I mean, you've told that story a lot, I'm sure, mm -hmm. to, to a number of people. So maybe in the last couple minutes here, in, instead of answering a few questions, why 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 is podcasts and why are other things outside of kendama important like the actual ball in a cup how is that playing into effect in growing kendama you guys both do a lot of work with Gloken and and with tomotsu and tomotsu's goal and, and vision and mission to just spread kendama at, at any length how is dominerds uh pushing that as well uh it's yeah it's you heard on the passion episode with Reed, everyone, um, the community's huge now. There's a lot of new people in it. And I think it's really important to know your roots. I am the guy that's like, kind of like by the books. I, I, I like the original stuff. Like when people are like, oh, check out this new metal band. It's pretty sweet. It's a new thrash band. And I was like, yeah, they're just ripping off like old, like destruction yeah. or something. Like you just got to You just go back. Yeah. Instead, just just listen to death like that's all you need like yeah. you know so it's good to know your roots yeah and so what you guys are what, doing yeah. yeah what you guys are doing is incredible because what you guys are doing is actually creating a documented history for us now i've only been playing kendama for like what five years now and and listening through the nerds is so helpful for me especially as a newer gen player like five years i'm kind of in that middle middle period of kendama say, yeah. players uh, where I was kind of, I joined in in the lull where things kind of simmered out in, in North America. You know, we had that big hype where every junior high across North America had kendamas and then, and then it kind of died real fast. And then I joined in and now it's back to like a pretty high point. But, but for me, what the nerds is, is this like catalog of, of documented history of how kendama has grown, especially in the West. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that that is so important if we want to retain any sort of cultural identity to what this is. Mm -hmm. And so what you guys are doing, I think, is incredible. And so all of you listening, both on the podcast afterwards, on Spotify, Apple Music, these sorts of things, go and support the nerds. Um, go show them your love. Go support them on Patreon. These guys are doing an incredible work to keep Kendama centered around what it really is. And so from my heart to you guys, I really appreciate it. I probably wouldn't be doing a podcast if it wasn't for you guys and paving the way for Kendama podcast because, you know, I, I mostly got on here to talk about coffee and somehow yeah. turned into this. Uh, <laughs> I think that's a lot of fun. Uh, and so, yeah, huge thank you both Rod and MJ for what you guys are doing. I think it's incredibly necessary. So, guys, go check out the Dominards. Uh, let us know your favorite episode by sharing this, tagging Rod and MJ, letting them know what their fa your favorite episode is. And, uh, yeah, man, thank you so much, MJ, for hopping on here from Japan. And thank you, Rod, yeah, for waking yeah. up with me at 7 a.m. and listening to yeah, these over my work. I gotta have a third cup of coffee here, I think, today. Yeah. Oh, early. It might be time, yeah. Yeah, early mornings after Brew Battle. It's like, oh man, yeah, man. I am beat. Brew Battle was a great event for all of you that didn't make it. It was it was it was dope. I somehow snagged second place. Shout out Connor. Connor whooped yeah, me Connor in the finals. He an animal. Yeah, if you guys didn't know this, like man, the reason that like these nerd you know, dominards and podcasts and all these other content pieces exist is to highlight these like players and their stories that you don't know. There's this guy in Calgary named Connor that none of you know about because he doesn't have Instagram and he's insanely good at Kendama. Yeah, he's he's too good, man. He he showed up and he was all like, "Yo, what's up? Like, haven't seen you in a while. Like, are you gonna compete?" He's like, "No, nah, no." Nah. And we're like, "Dude, just get in there, compete, have some fun, win some yeah. stuff." And he wins so, the open. Yeah, and then same thing. He's like, "Oh, you're gonna compete in the open?" He's like, "Nah, nah." I'm like, "Dude, just get in here. What? You don't want to win again?" I, I literally said that to him. <laughs> And then, he, and then he beat me in the finals. And I was just like, damn, I should have kept my mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got a couple minutes awesome. here to end off. Um, MJ, Rod, do you have anything you want to say to a coffee gang out there listening to the review? Anything that they should know about the nerds? Um, to the coffee gang, stay hydrated. Get those hydro homies, coffee gang, mingling. You can't just have one without the other. You know, it's not healthy. So Yeah, you always got to have water. Water with the coffee. <laughs> MJ, yeah. is there anything you'd like us to know about Kendama, your love for Kendama, Dominards? What would you like to say in the last minute here? 
just to enjoy, continue enjoying everything. There's no competition. There's, there's nothing to, to no, no reason for us to be battling each other unless you're in a competition. But even then, it's all for the, for, for the love and hyping each other out to, to be better than what you were, what you could have been on stage, you know. Um, that's what it is. Just enjoy it. And enjoy the different facets of kendama, not just playing it. Like mm -hmm. that's why I want to go with this entertainment and Dama Nerds podcast. What you're doing, Adam, is so awesome. So as well as you know, bringing the different styles of this audio format uh, is is great. And everyone should, you know, drink up, take as soap up as much as you can, because it's out yeah. there. Yeah, and like on that note, like kind of to quote myself from the read episode, it's like, you don't have to be a crazy slayer to be a Kendama player, man. Just yeah. enjoy it. Do it for yeah. the love. And just that's it. Yeah, just like what you're doing with the brew view, just like all this, man. It's all love. Yeah. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> awesome. Well, MJ, Rob, thank you guys so much for jumping on here this yeah, morning. This really special us. episode. Uh, yes, first thank time you so much, In person. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. This is going to be live on Apple and Spotify and all your favorite podcasting platforms afterwards and on IGTV. Uh, if you want to help grow Kendama, one great way to do that is by sharing podcasts like the Dominators or Brewview so that we can help document the history. Oh, so I guess on that note, we got three seconds. We are out. Out. Yeah. You learned a lot about Kendama music culture and you learned something about someone in the community that you didn't know before. And at the end of the day, I hope this inspires you to have a deeper conversation behind this silly game we play called Kendama. As always, I hope to see you next week and stay caffeinated.